and welcome back to another podcast with Ghost Stories Told from the South. I am your co-host, Alexi Lebooth. And I'm your host, Stephen Lebooth. We've got some more spooky, spooky stuff for you little girls and boys. <laughs> yes, we do. So. How's everybody been doing? How's the week been to you? Been good? Well, I hope so. You're going to relax, make you a nice cup of coffee or cold beer or if you're a kid, a co- uh, Coke or Dr. Pepper and... <laughs> Chill out on the back porch in the dark, listening to some scary stuff told from us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to give a shout out to Canada. Canada is a new oh yes downloader, and thank you very, very much, guys. Yeah, three downloads in one day from them. Yes, at the same time in Canada. Whoop whoop. Yes, and it's not just from Canada; it's oh. from Ontario. Yeah, Canada, the capital. And then uh, Israel. We seem to had a couple downloads in Israel. Still the UK staying on, listening to us. Um, still Bangladesh. Oh, yeah. Bangladesh is Ireland. Give a shout out to all them fellas and everybody in the States. Oh, uh, we would say the States, but it's just getting too big. Yeah, it is. We're growing. We're up to, what, 15? 15. Cities now? Cities. In states. the United States. St- states. Or states, I mean, yeah. I was like, there's... <laughs> there's cities in the States? No, like, it doesn't narrow it down like that. That's why I was no. like, what, Dad? Yeah, it just narrows it down to states. But yeah, there's like Texas, Michigan, Ohio, California, West Virginia, Arkansas, Arizona. Just to name a few. Yeah, <laughs> that's just one's off the top of my head. Like I said, there's probably 15 to 20 of them. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, and it's exciting. Thank you, everybody, for that. And I hope this episode comes out real good and clear. Like I said, we've been really working on our auto, getting it finely tuned, and I've been listening to them on podcasts when they come out. And they're sounding pretty decent. I like them. I'm proud of them. We're getting better. And this episode, episode, episode. This episode here should be really fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, so. but uh, let's uh, do our email. And I, what I was about to do. Oh, I'm so and sorry. You interrupted me. Sorry, my name is. <sighs> My name is Interruption Man. Okay, so as always, our email is ghoststoriestoldfromthesouth at gmail.com. And our email, not our email, our Instagram and Twitter is South Texas Ghost, and it's Texas like a TX. It's abbreviated. And we're on Facebook, and it's Ghost Stories Told From The South. Yes, y'all come along and join us on Facebook. We'd love to see the guys we got from... Um the UK and Canada and all these other places, even all these states, you know, y'all come like our Facebook page and give a shout out to us, you know. Tell us if we're good, bad, what we need to work on. If you got some stories, tell us, man. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, get with us, and eventually we're gonna be getting like stickers and stuff like that. Yes. And that's a little bit further down the road, but we're working yes. on it, and we're gonna maybe so get just, some stickers uh, for you guys. And I'm gonna start uh, once I get some other stuff tweaked out. I'm gonna start putting the uh, some like extra special stuff on Patreon, so that way we can uh, be on there chatting it up with you guys too. Yeah. And then see that way, the the hardcore people that really like us and stuff can go to Patreon, even though you got to pay for it. You could go there and get the stuff that we won't put on Spotify and Stitcher and all that stuff. So that's why we want to do that to get the hardcore fans, the one that's the ones that's the ones that love us, the extra good stuff. And two, I'm doing the. While we're doing these episodes, I'm video recording them too. Oh yeah, so that's gonna go on Patreon. Yeah, so y'all will get to see our lovely faces. <laughs> but uh, we're on Spotify, iTunes, or what is it, Lexi? Not iTunes, it's, Apple. Um, Apple Podcasts, it's like a, it's an app. Yeah. Just, you'll find it on your Apple phone. And uh, Stitcher, Google Play. Um, 
I think that's it. <laughs> I know there's some other stuff when when we look on our on transistors. Yeah, Google Play pops up, podcast or something like that. Stuff I ain't never heard of that says that we have not signed yeah. up for. It's like on there, but but we're just getting the hang of this, and I'm glad you guys are here for the ride. This is episode 15. I can't believe it's here, Lex. Can you? Nope. Just think, in 10 more episodes, it'll be episode 25. Oh my gosh! And then after that's episode 50. So about every, about I think uh, every every when it's a uh, 25th, we're gonna have a special guest. Yeah, every and then, yeah, every and that's probably what we'll do because we got other podcasts too. So what we will do on our anniversaries like that, we'll invite somebody from our other podcast. So, but uh, I guess I'm done. You got anything you want to say, Lexi? Talk to him for a little bit. Say hi or anything. Um, no, I think I am good. Do you want me to start out this time since you kind of did the intro there? Go ahead, man. Okay. Well. Oh wait, did we tell him what we're talking about? No, we didn't tell them, did we? Because I don't tell them. You only tell them what you talk about. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go over the Warden House in Stillwater, Minnesota. Then I'm going to go over Knock Knock Road in, uh, I think, Detroit, Michigan. And then I'm going to go over the Ghost of Deer Island. And what? That's all. I'll do three. Like, where is that located? I'm not for sure. It's probably written That's what I was trying to get at. I was like, um, where is it, though? I need to keep skipping pages when I'm doing notes. Well, okay. Oh, it's a lo- the the uh, Deer Island is located in Biloxi, Mississippi. Biloxi. We're all me. Wow, that's crazy. You're doing all M's in my first story, isn't I it? know, because I did Minnesota. Mi- oh, my God. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> MMM. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you're right. Mississippi, Minnesota. Wow. Do-do-do-do-do. See what <laughs> happens when we do a ghost podcast? That's crazy. Okay, so my first one is in Michigan. This is the, excuse me if I pronounce this wrong because you guys know how I can't talk. This is the Marquis Harbor Lighthouse. Have you ever heard of that one? Marquis Lighthouse? No, baby. There's so many lighthouses in the United States, you got to think about it. There's lighthouses up and down the eastern seaboard. And then there's uh, lighthouses all around the Gulf Coast. Then you got uh, lighthouses all up and down the East Coast. So, true, yeah. True, true, true. <laughs> Sorry for that. Lexi thinks in the middle of a podcast she needs to start moving everything. No, my headphones and got stuck. And she says I'm bad about touching stuff. My headphones got stuck in my leg because I put my leg over my other leg. Like I crossed it and <laughs> my headphone wire got stuck and I... It's one of the ones like it's slingy. And it's okay, crisscross applesauce, huh? Okay. Anyway, I'm doing the Marquit. <laughs> Marquit. I really hope I'm saying that right. I don't think I am. Marquit. Marquit. Marquit Harbor Lighthouse. This is in Michigan. So, this was an original lighthouse built in Marquit in 1853 after the city's um, 1849 incorporation. The no plans exist for it at all. So, like, it's really weird. No plans exist? No plans or drawings or anything exist. Sorry, we was doing a little picture taking, guys. Um, there's a story and a half of a lo- like a local rock, and it's like unattached. So, it's like right next to it, and it resembles. Um, an old lighthouse at Carper Harbor. At Carper Harper? Harbor. 
Oh, that Carper. is a mouthful. Carper Harbor. Okay, Carper Harbor. Yes. <laughs> um, the tower itself is like thirty-four feet by twenty feet, so it's pretty big. But it is also a lighthouse. So like, <laughs> okay. So the lan la the blah, 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 blah. the lantern room, you know, like where the light is. Um, it was originally there to contain seven fourteen-inch uh, Lewis lamps. But they used those until the introduction of the Fresno lens in the 1850s. The Fresno lens. What's the difference in the Fresno and the old school? I don't know. <laughs> Didn't say. Just I guess they're just like newer. I guess. Probably the technology. Yeah. Um, well, the building and the lights and everything was poorly constructed, and it ended up being replaced in 1866 with the present lighthouse that's there because the lighthouse that's there now was not the same one that was used to be there. So it's been completely renovated, which we have learned is a bad thing. Um, so if I hit the lotto, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy a haunted, I'm going to buy an <clears throat> old, old school house and redo it and I'm going to give it to Lexi to live in. No. I'm going to be like, here you go, honey. Look, daddy loves you. <laughs> The 1866 lighthouse was a story and a half brick um, structure with an attached 40-foot square brick tower housing um, fourth-order uh, friends' lens. So, like, it was, you know. Um, the uh, identical ones are, that are, like, were used there are in a museum. In a museum? Yes. And they used to have them at 180 degrees. And then the, in 1870, they got increased to 270 degrees. That is hot. Dang, that's how hot them lamps get. Yeah, they increased it oh by, God, like, over that, 100 degrees. That ain't a bad-looking lighthouse. Mm -mm. It's literally... Looks the, like a house, basically. Yeah, it's a lighthouse and a house. Huh. Okay, and we're going to get to that part, too. <coughs> the keeper and the family lived in the, in the lighthouse. Um... There was only needed one keeper at first to maintain the light. That was their job. And then the light at the end of breakwater was added. So there was two lights that needed um, uh, keeping up. And then a two-whistle system was installed at the end of point. And that needed more than one person. So they brought in an assist keeper. But they needed housing, too. So in 1898... They fixed up a barn that was in their backyard, and they let him live there. <laughs> we'll fix up the barn for you, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hope nothing creepy happens. Yeah, that's that's where he lived. So, um, in 1909, they added the second story of the house, and then the 1950s. Oh, okay. They covered the staircase completely. It's like it was like covered. It wasn't like outside. Oh, so that's right. Here's the staircase. I take it. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And then in 1965, they painted it red. Why red? And then it's listed um, on, in National Register of Historic Places. And that got registered in 1965. So, in 1939, President Roosevelt merged um, the uh, U.S. Lighthouse Service and the U.S. Coast Guard together. Um, they lived on the second floor of the lighthouse... And then they moved out after a while, and it was empty for four years. So it was the lighthouse people that kept up the house, their families, and the Coast Guard, and their families. 
Man. all together on the second floor. Jesus Christ, look. I mean, it looks like a big place when you look at it from this point of view. But then you just show like a regular picture. Yeah, I mean, it's not huge. <laughs> and you said that many people were living there up in the second floor? That's the second floor. Yeah, all at Jesus one point. Jesus Christ. Man, they didn't have room to breathe. Yeah, it was, yeah. Well, um, look at that. Jesus. Mm -hmm. How in the hell did that many people live up there on the second floor? I don't know. I know they had the barn too, so. But oh yeah, I mean, that's true. I didn't. But I forgot still, about that's it. still like a lot of people to put there. Well, um, they moved out in 1998 and set empty for four years. So in 2002, <laughs> that's my birth year. <laughs> they signed. I probably shouldn't say that over the podcast. Oh well. <laughs> Um, they signed, uh, the museum signed the lease for 30 years for the lighthouse, and they also got two and a half acres of the land. Well, that's awful nice of them. And also, I found out that, um, what state is this again? Michigan. <laughs> Michigan has more lighthouses than any other state. Well, God, because they're out there on the Great Lakes. Yeah. And the Great Lakes, man, are freaking huge. And there's a lot of good ghost stories about Michigan Lake, too. Um... There is at least 13 haunted uh, lighthouse, lighthouses. That don't surprise me. And I only have one of them. <laughs> so, apparently one of the ghosts that haunts it is a child named Jessie. She is a young girl that appears in one of the windows of the upper floors. She has red hair, green eyes, and she's barefoot. And she's wearing a Sunday best dress. And she's from the 1910s. 1910s. That feels so weird to say. 1910s. She's from the 1910s. <laughs> and then there's um, another ghost, like the daughter of one of the keepers. She was badly injured from falling from the rocks. Because, oh. you know, like, it, there's rocks up against the lighthouse and stuff like that. Yeah. And the waves are crashing. So I guess she, like, died from that. Well, yeah, too. You get out there on them jagged rocks and slip and bam. Yeah, it's really easy to. Well, too, because you don't know how deep it is right there. And then when the waves are crashing in, it just gets you and shakes you and smashes you into the side of the cliffs and stuff. Yeah. Well, the That'd child. That'd be a horrible way to die. Yeah, it would. You'd be drowning and getting the crap beat out of you all at the same damn time. Yeah, that'd be terrible. <laughs> okay, so the child, Jessie, she's attracted to female figures or, like, motherly figures. And she loves children. And you can hear giggles. So, like, any time that, like, you go into this museum and you explore it. And you're like, let's say you're a mom, or like you're just a female, she'll like be more attracted to you than she is males. She'll be like, mm, or if mother. you have a child with you, she'll like play with that child. Wow. So that one wasn't like all that, but I haven't done a lighthouse yet, so I thought I'd talk about it. Well, lighthouses are cool, man. A lot of spooky stuff. Well, you gotta thank them people that live there. Day in and day out. Well, and then also there's no telling how much crap happened because of Golly, like, the rocks look, right there and Look stuff. how small it was back in the day. Oh, I know. They upgraded it so Jesus, much. Jesus, y'all to see this. It looks like a little church with a light tower when it was first built. But by the end of it, man, that sucker was like two stories and just freaking boom. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was booming. Okay. So what is going okay, on? Okay, so it's me turn, huh? Yes. Sorry about that, guys. I was too busy looking at pictures over here. Yeah, All right. Go. We're going to talk about the Warden House in Stillwater, Minnesota. In 1850, it was built in 1853 for the warden of the uh, Minnesota Tutorial Prison. 
I don't know why you'd call it prison. I don't know why you'd call it a territorial prison, but that's, that's what ninety nine percent of the ones I found they're all called they're all called territorial. Prisons. I guess it's because there was the prison of that territory back then because they didn't really call towns towns back then. They'd be like territory. Oh, that's the Brazos River territory, or oh, that's the uh, yeah. You know, so maybe that's why I never yeah. understood that either. But uh, it was built for the warden of the prison in eighteen fifty three. It had 13 wardens that lived there from 1853 to 1914. And in 1914, the prison moved to its present home that it's in now in uh, Bayport, Mich- in Bayport, Minnesota. So, Dang, that's a lot of wardens in like yeah, and not even 20 years. Yeah. Okay, the last warden that lived there, his name was Henry Walfer. He had a daughter that uh, grew up in the house. Moved off and, you know, grew up in the house her whole life. She, uh, when she grew up, she moved off and got married and had a son. Well, she died giving <clears throat> giving birth to the son. Oh, that's In sad. another town. In another town. Not the same town. She moved off to, like, three towns over. Hmm. And the dad stepped in, and he's like, I'll take care of my grandson. Well, the minute he, he moved the kid back to the house, the mom's been haunting it ever since. And her name was Trudy. But she never died, though. That's yeah, that's what's where I guess because she grew up there. Yeah, that's also. And she a had thing. ties to it, because yeah, she even though she was married and moved off to another town, she uh, still comes back and haunts it. And uh, now, I mean, it's a museum now, but the uh, the Trudy is still seen to be wandering up and down the halls, you know, looking for her baby, looking for her son. That's a sad There's been story. so many, yeah. There's been sightings of her, and they hear stuff. That's sad. And they say sometimes you hear, "My baby, my baby." Yeah. That that's is creepy. depressing. Yeah. That is sad. That's crazy though how she followed them to the house. But I mean, she grew up there her whole life, and it was probably a big house, and she had fun there apparently. So. Yeah. Because a lot of times that happens when, you know, people would die. They'll, you know, go back to their old haunt or not their old haunt, but where they felt most comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like when older people, you know, live in a house for all them years and then they die in a nursing home, they still go back and haunt the old house they lived in for years. Even if they didn't die there. Yeah. So I feel sorry for whoever moves in here after I'm done. Ugh, gone. Dawn. Because <laughs> if I ever stay a ghost, I'm going to mess with them. Yeah, I know you would. You'd be, like, pulling their pants down while they're walking in the hallway or something. Or, like, yes. throw something at them. Get out of my house. <laughs> I feel like that would be you. Get off my lawn. Jeez. Okay, that was a short story, but that was also sad. Yeah, that was a short one. Mine are kind of short. Mine are and not. It's weird. I didn't mean to make them that way. But yeah, mine are kind of short today, so. Well, way to go. We'll be lucky if we uh, make this one stretch out to... To a full hour, but yeah. it'd be a good thirty to forty-five minutes. I can guarantee that. <laughs> yeah, y'all. Okay, this one's in Michigan again. Mm, <clears throat> Michigan. That's where my next one is. Okay, so you can look this up. This is the Baycliff Health the Baycliff Health Camp. <laughs> Baycliff. Okay. So, this camp was originally to, like, help children with disabilities in the summer. 
and it's a private nonprofit organization licensed by the government of oh, social services for children who need therapy. It was founded by Miss Elba Morse in 1934, who was a nurse uh, with Michigan's children. Um, and then Dr. Goldie. <laughs> that's a really doctor. Goldie. Doctor, yeah, that's a really weird name. I had a friend name. growing up, best friend growing up. That was his grandma's name was Goldie. Well, that's cute on a grandma, though. <laughs> if you go and you have to go see Dr. Goldie. I should you Goldie. <laughs> um, he was a physician with the Department of Public Health. Well, they both came together and they wanted to care for the undernourished and underprivileged children. Well, in 1940, they changed their plan because um, polo, polio? How do you say it? Oh, polio. Polio. I don't know why I couldn't say that. Polio struck. Well, it brought 30 kids um, who was sick and these parents just like threw them in this farm. They were living upstairs in a farmhouse because their parents threw them away. Wow. Dang, that's the... That's not it. No, that's, that's not it. Um, and so they took them in, and then ever since then, they've been helping the needy and the sick. Well, they've, they've gotten up to 13,000 children. God dang, 13,000. You realize how many people that is? I mean, kids? Yeah, that's a, that's a lot. Um... And they've employed over 7,000 staff members. They apparently lose staff members a lot. <laughs> Do what? Like, it's, they cannot keep staff members. Oh, they quit crap. or they just disappear? They quit. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't blame them. <laughs> like, they just... Okay, so... There's not, I didn't really find that much history on it. I mean, I... You know. So... But I found some interesting ghost stuff. Okay, so... Oh, here we go. Apparently, this place is haunted by a former camper named Sam, who committed suicide, and he got bullied by another camper, so I guess that's what led him to, like, you know, off himself. Well, it's also haunted, and people have also seen other unidentified ghosts throughout this 170-acre camp. 170 acres? Jesus. Yeah, it's huge. That's a cool camp right there. Um... Strange things happen, like they'll be painting in art class and stuff, and like portraits will be thrown at them. God. Um, or, yeah, let's go to camp there. <laughs> or objects move all the time, or like things. Um, but it's not still open, right? I couldn't find. I didn't. I couldn't find that out. From what I gathered, it was, but I honestly really don't know. Cause that pic look. That picture looks pretty modern. Yeah, I think it is. Um, objects move and stuff, and then they hear and see things like all the time. Yeah. What got me was portraits come off the wall and hit them, but they still have the camp open. Wow. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I'm, I wasn't for sure if it's still open or not. Oh, I mean, either, I mean, they kept it up if they're not. I mean, yeah. it's, it's still it looks nice. Good. Still looks good. Huh. Mm -hmm. Well, and I wasn't going to, it's not, I wasn't going to do the whole camp, but I tried to figure out because it, was uh, it's, there's a certain cabin there that's like really really haunted it's cabin 13 ooh 13 but it, i couldn't find anything on it huh it's like that cabin doesn't exist anymore oh well, maybe they got rid of it after you know the portraits are being thrown at them <laughs> yeah well let's not go in there we get stuffed on this well i guess it's my turn it's your turn man we both got some shorties well i mean i have like few i'm okay i have a handful of stories to tell 
All right. This one is called the knock. Little, uh, I've never heard of this story. It's another urban legend. <laughs> so this is called the knock knock road, and uh, it is on, it is it is on Strasburg Street in Detroit. The legend goes a couple went there one night to park, you know, which means they went there to to hug each other and smooch. <laughs> they went to go do the nasty. Well, they was uh, doing that when she said no to the... Oh, when she said... Uh, the story goes they went through the park, and when she said no, when he was trying to get romantic with her, you know, when he... Uh, when she said no to his romantic advances, he kicked her out of the car, and the story goes her jacket, her hair got caught in the door when he shut it, and then when he drove off, he drug her to her death down the road. How can you not see someone getting drugged yes. in your car? Or, like, screaming? Like, what the heck? And they say her ghost still... her That's who's ghost... But here's what throws me off. I know it's an urban legend. There's no, really no hard evidence to back back it up. But here's what throws me off. You know, it's talk... Uh, uh, apparently, this was a young girl in her... I'd say it got to be in her teens. Yeah. She's going parking. But then the ghost... Uh, story is they call it the knock knock road the little girl knock knock road or something like that and they say it's actually a little girl yeah she's a little girl the ghost is like a little girl and she knocks on your window because you'll they say you'll see her on the side of the road and it's a little girl and then when you look straight and then look back she's bam right there in your window and she's knocking on the window she just sits there and knocks on the window. But that's what confuses me because she went there. I mean, if the legend goes, like, they went there to to, to park, and she has to be at least, I mean, in junior, I'm not junior high, but high school <laughs> or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then it's the little girl of the ghost. That's what threw me off. That is weird. But, I mean, there is eyewitnesses saying there is a ghost of a little girl that knocks on the window. Maybe there's, but there's two nothing to, <clears throat> there's nothing to back up the legend. But there's evidence to back up people saying that, hey, we have been seeing ghosts. So. Maybe there's just like two different, maybe? I don't know. It's kind of crazy if you think about it. Mm, excuse me. Okay, so normally I do like places and stuff like that. Well, actually today, or for this one little story, I'm going to be telling like a legend slash folklore story. I'm a legend. Because it's a place, but it's about this place. So, this is about Sank, Sank, St. Jacob's Well in Ashland, Kansas. Ooh. Do you know it? No, but there's a Jacob's Well here. I'm in, a, I'm in uh, here in Texas, too. I know, you can swim in it, and it's supposed to be really freaking big. Okay, it's anyway. deep. So, it's this huge sinkhole in this uh, park thing. It's, okay, so it's a water-filled sinkhole in... A big basin um, area um, just south of Menlo, Kansas. Well, apparently, Menlo. it's never been empty. It's always been full, apparently. And even whenever it's, like, really, really hot. And apparently, one of the theories is it's bottomless. Um... Or that it's connected to an underground spring that constantly feeds it. Kind of like the story I told about that thing in uh, that lake in California. Yeah. Well, 
the camp fire story is that there was a spectral cowboy in like the 1890s that appeared in front of these people and let out the most blood curling curling uh, sound ever and just like disappeared and then also another legend thingy about it is that the well is full of blind fish. Blind fish? <laughs> yeah. What? Um, well, it's like 18,000 acres of native mixed grass prairie uh, managed by the Department of Wildlife and Parks. So, like, I don't know how much, like, I mean, there could be fish in there. But, like, blind fish? I don't know. I don't, is that a thing? I've never heard of blind fish. <laughs> Well, and there's also another theory that's, like, there's bodies located somewhere down in, like, the deep, 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 deep part. Dang, look how, land! look at that. It's just like a regular yeah. hole. Huh. Yeah, and it's not even, like, a pretty blue color. It's, like, brown. Yeah, it looks brown. <laughs> I mean, there ain't nothing spectacular about it. I figured it'd, like, it'd be a big old sinkhole. Mm-mm. The thing's about the size as my house. I mean, it's little. I'm surprised. Man. That was, I guess, before everything grew on top of it. Well, that's probably during the summer when it's dry. That's true. Man, that's just crazy. Yeah, see, when we do these, I need to get y'all's little computer out, too, and look at some of these pictures. That's a deep well. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. That it? Was that it? Yeah. There was but, not really any ghosty stuff. The only ghosty thing was that cowboy. The cowboy that had haunts the place? Yeah, appeared and screamed and then disappeared. Huh. Well, too, you know, a bunch of cowboys probably would camp the night there because that was, like, the only source of water around there. Yeah. I mean, and I, I mean, I, there ain't no telling, I mean, how deep them canyons and stuff like that go. How deep? Well, I'm going to do my last story, and Lexi could probably do one or two more, and that would put us right about 45. 45, 45. I'm going to do... <clears throat> Sound like I'm <clears throat> David Booth. <clears throat> I must talk. Anyways, <coughs> <clears throat> the ghost of Deer Island. It's located in Biloxi, Mississippi. In nineteen twenty-two, it was the first. The nineteen twenty-two was the first documented case of the. Uh, not document like case, but documented uh, ghost stories written by A.J. Reg, Reguza, Reg, AJ Styles, no. <laughs> Ragusan? Ragusan. Ragusan. AJ Ragusan. He's the first guy that ever wrote about Deer Island or anything. Well, the story is the story the story is a haunted is that the story is like over 100 years old. And the story goes two fishermen were standing out on the island cuz apparently it's Wherever, where I was looking on the map where this was, it's like a big river, and right in the middle of the river is this island. So, mm-hmm. An island in a river? Yeah. That's not weird. Well, you get that a lot up north, though. Really? Yeah. I've never heard of that before. But, We're um, also in the south. It's over 100 years old, the story is, and the story goes, two fishermen were staying the night there to do some night fishing. And when they were sitting there fishing... They uh, kept hearing like some noises and some rattling in the br- in the bush, you know, up in the brush, and they didn't think anything about it. They just thought it was pigs or, you know, just some creature, some animal. So they just kept on fishing, kept on, kept ignoring it. And finally, they was like, "Man, come on, let's go see what's going on." Well, when they moved the brush back, there was a skeleton 
standing up and uh standing up without a head and it chased them guys all the way back to their boat they left and never came back <laughs> nope yeah. i'm out and then another story goes when it was first explored or around the first time it was first explored they uh was uh exploring it and the same thing they heard a bunch of brushing uh, rustling in the brush so they went to check it out and sure enough is a skeleton chased them off what the heck yeah i mean there's nobody really goes up there and does anything people have tried to you know go fishing and they always hear something and they just don't even go check it out they're like i was about to this. say well you know what they did mess up on they went to go check it out you don't yeah. do that if you learn anything from horror movies you don't check yes, anything that out. and if you ever come across the house and they're like oh i can't beat this it's cheap there's a reason someone died in it or it's haunted really haunted yeah but the uh the legend goes behind that of why that skeleton is there and haunts the island Legend goes a pirate ship and its crew one day sailed up the sailed into Biloxi Bay because at the time you know they was running the Caribbean and all that and they would come into the Gulf and hide out and stuff on the shores and stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, apparently it went up Biloxi Bay and it found Deer Island and the crew got out and buried the treasure and all that and what they did, you know, this is another legend. I guess back in the day the pirates when they buried something they would always kill one of their crewmates and his soul would be stuck there to protect the treasure the rest of his forever well that's what they did they got through could you imagine they get through uh burying their treasure all right okay now who's gonna die and you hear crickets oh gosh <laughs> uh sorry i don't want to but no they picked somebody chopped his freaking head off buried him and that's they say that's the skeleton you see is that guy um no thank you yeah could you imagine that'd be crazy well, um, I would have thought that I somebody put drugs or something in my drink. Like, am I on the moon? <laughs> What's <yeah>. happening? <laughs> yeah, but people try to still go fishing there and stuff, and they hear stuff and they just haul ass. They don't even check it out. Jeez, makes you wonder. Like, what is yeah. that? Let's go check it out. What can a bone? What can skeletons do? Oh, good. They didn't see me when I was telling my story. I lifted my shirt up and I was scratching my belly, and I thought, Oh man, I probably just did that right on camera. Oh, yeah, we're recording. See, they can't see. So. No, they can't. Okay, so my next story. Next story? Next story. Next. Is going to be about the Summerwind Mansion in Wisconsin. You can look this one up. And also, this is going to be a kind of a long and confused. Yes, I've been doing that the entire thing. Wow. Somebody woke up on the wrong side of the coffin. Um, boy. Um, this is going to go back and forth between ghost and history because, like, it kind of go Just stay tuned. <laughs> just, like, hang on to your horses. Okay. So, this was once a really, really nice home. Um, and it was on the West Bay Lake in Wisconsin. And today, it only ruins remain, like, the chimney and the stone fountain remain. It was built in the early 1900s. Um... Excuse me, I'm sorry. It was the first lodge that was bought and then... Wow. Then it was renovated by Robert Patterson Lamont in 1916. Well, the renovations took about two years. 
Then after that, they moved in. And as soon as they moved in, they started experiencing stuff. So, this is just one, this is one thing that happened and sent them flying out of the house. So, him, I don't think they had kids. I think it was just his wife and him. Him and his wife were sitting in the kitchen, you know, enjoying dessert and talking. When the door to the basement, like, creaked open, well, a ghost came out and, like, ran at them, so... Hey, wait a minute. Where did you say this was again? Wisconsin. I think I've heard about this place. I'm not going to say anything because I don't... I think I know how it ends. I think I've heard this one before, but I'm... Not from us, but on TV. I've seen the story. Oh, I was like, I better not talk about it. No, 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 no. You haven't talked about it. I I ain't going to ruin the ending. I think I know what happened. It's, It's a cool place. Anyway, so... The door opens slowly. This ghost charges at Mr. Lamont, and he freaks out, so he grabs his gun, and he shoots at it. Well, the bullets go right through it and hit the basement door. Well, then they fled the house, and they never returned. They were freaked out. So then they sold the mansion to the Keffers in 1940, between, like in the 1940s. They owned that till the 1960s. Well, um, it never said anything about her husband, but they never lived in it. And Mrs. Keffer let people tour it. Oh, my gosh. She would not go in it with them. She'd walk them up to the door. But then she And then she'd be like, okay, go explore, but try not, like, don't steal anything. But no, Don't steal nothing, but. Just like. But, like, they said that they, they would. Oh, my gosh, I cannot talk. They said that she would not go in with them. So, after the Keffers in 1960s. They sold it, but the buyers couldn't keep up the payment, so they had to take it back. Well, then, in the 70s, the Hinshaws um, bought Hinshaw. it. It was a young married couple and their children. They moved in with plans to renovate, but they couldn't find any workers to help renovate. So, they were on their own. We can do it. We don't <laughs> need their damn help. Well, so in the middle of the renovation, stuff started happening. Ginger, which is the wife, and her children... Um, saw ghosts and shadowly figures in the hallway, the ghost of a woman in the dining room on several occasions, and then they, the one of their friends encountered a ghost and then fled the house and never came back. Jeez. Well, Arnold, the husband, like, as soon as he came into the house, like, Amityville Horror, 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 the Amityville movie, how, yeah. like, he moved into the house and, like, he became a different person, that's how he was. Oh, my God. Look at it, man. Ooh, I didn't look at pictures. <laughs> yeah, it's all kind of falling apart. No one really was... Well, no one lives in it. <laughs> well, and we'll get to that, why it's like that in a minute. But he suffered a mental breakdown upon moving in. He lost his job. And the wife think the spirits tormented him and used him as like his vessel. Well, he had a really bad obsession with playing the piano or the organ, whatever you want to call Ugh, it. Creepy. Late at night and sometimes all night long. What the heck? What's wrong with this guy? Well, then he had like really weird anger like confused anger towards the family and he killed one of the children's pets to prove a point to them yeah and then he apparently attempted suicide but it never i guess he didn't i don't he never did say if he was successful so um well then, around that time, Ginger's far- father purchased the home to continue the renovations to help them. Well, they, he wanted to turn it into a restaurant on the lake. Well, Ginger's brother experienced slash saw a ghost on the second floor and then ran to the first floor, and the same thing happened with the Lamonts, happened to him. So, like, how they, 
saw the ghost creeping out of the basement door, and then they fired at it, and the gunshots appeared on the basement door, and they ran. That same thing happened to him. He heard a scream and two gunshots in the kitchen, and then he smelt gunpowder, and then he saw two bullet holes in the door, and then he fled and never returned. Dang. Well, before that, um, Ginger, Ginger offered to hypnotize um, the father and the brother. Apparently, a dark and evil voice came from the brother saying that it was very, very strong and, like, you can't do anything to harm me. Apparently, Ginger thought he was possessed, so she, like, exercised him. And she was apparently successful. Well, then, her dad had this vision. Like, he was in, like, a different mindset. And he had a vision of going into the basement and finding a box with a deed inside signed by Jonathan uh, Carver. Jonathan Carver was an explorer. Um, He was given a deed to one-third of Wisconsin. And he hid the deed somewhere in the mansion. And apparently they think the ghost of Jonathan's haunting it. Haunting it. And it's never been found. The deed was. Um, while they were doing the renovations, um, the, the tools will go missing. And, like, the blueprints, like, you so whenever you're reno- renovating and stuff or even building, you have to have a blueprint. Yeah, you have to have a blueprint of what, what is there. So when you're remodeling, you don't tear down the main stuff you need to keep the building up. Yeah. Well, the every day, there would be, like, new dimensions of the house. And, like, they would remeasure them, and the dimensions would be different. Like, every day, the house would, like, shift or change. It was weird. Like, that's not normal. That's so, crazy. Well, then, in 1888, they sold it to a Canadian investor, and then the house was struck by lightning, and it burnt to the ground. So... Now it's on private property, and there's literally nothing left of it, really. That's it right there. It's two chimneys. Yeah. See, I remember that story. Uh, I seen I heard it a couple of years ago. And when you started talking about it, the basement part is what got me. I remember that because it was so creepy. How he went in the basement and got the, yeah. Yeah, and how the basement just opened up, and it scared him. I mean, but that, I mean, I don't know what it is about that place, but it's freaking. <clears throat> yeah, they must have, especially whenever they renovated it, they must have, like. Yeah, but even before that, though, I mean, the whole time it was a mansion, it was just. No, I know. I meant, before, oh. like, when they first started renovating it. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. It, and it, all that's it left, is. people, is just the chimney stacks where the chimneys yeah, were. Yeah, because when the it got struck by lightning, they just let it burn. Yeah. So. Dang. Well, if I hit the lotto, I'm going to build a house there. For you. No. Yeah. No. We're going to have a lake house. No. <laughs> that is weird, that though. No one's tried to buy that or put a house on it or nothing, have they? Mm-mm. They're just like, no. Okay. I think I'm going to do one more. Well, you go, girl. Go, girl. Get it. Okay. So this is the old licking gel. Old licking? Yeah. Lick. You're like licking. Yeah. Oh, my God. It really is. The old licking gel. I thought she was trying to say Lincoln. Oh, link licking. Now I'm oh trying to say God. <laughs> Wow. This is in Ohio. <laughs> I did um, five years in Lincoln. I mean in licking. <laughs> this, it's in Ohio, New York. And it's not spelled like New York. Like New York, it's like N-E-W-A-R-K. It's really weird how they spelled it. New- Newark. Oh. Newark. 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 <laughs> okay, so it was built in 1889, and it was designed to serve two purposes. The front of the building had three levels. The first two were served as housing for the sheriff and his family. 
The first floor had the kitchen, the living room, the office, and um, the foyer. The second floor had the bedrooms. The third floor was the living quarters New for the work. jail's um, people. Like, you know, staff and like everything. Huh, so. That's a pretty big place. Mm-hmm, yeah, because it was half house, half jail. Dang, it was huge. Well, I don't know if I don't want to live in the same place I was putting prisoners. Yeah, me neither. The back part of the building was used where the prisoners were incarcerated. Well, at one point they had they held both male and female. That was before they had like separate jails. They did them on separate floors though. They did them on separate floors. <laughs> they held them on separate floors, and there was only two to thirty-two cells. The capacity was to hold 68 prisoners, and the cells were 8 by 8 feet. Well, they went over max capacity, so then they shipped the women off in the 1970s. They've done this. Uh, they covered this on Ghost Adventures. I think I'm getting there, Dad. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. I'm sorry. See, I'm going ahead again. Um, Then they did a 1970 renovation. The front of the jail, um, they put multiple offices in it and work areas. Um, so they fixed it up and they made it not be a home, really. They made it more of a jail. Well, there is multiple murders, suicides, and other accidental deaths there. Well, it was accidental, I promise. <laughs> the most tragic one and weirdest one was like this guy named Carl Etherton. Etherton. Well, he arrived in 1910 for a detective job. His job was to raid saloons. Like, for the alcohol and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Well, one of them had, like, I don't want to say the mobs, but, like, one of, like, the gangs there. And he um, shot the, like, leader to death. <laughs> wow. And so Carl got, like, they locked him in a jail for his safety. Then those people came after him. They were like, oh, you killed our boss? We're going to kill you now. Jeez. So they came after him. They broke into the jail, found him, and beat him with a hammer. What? Then they took him outside and hung him outside with a telephone pole. Wow. I ticked them guys. That's crazy. They went into the jail. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they raided it. Jail. And this was around 1910. Wow. And then in 1987, it closed, and it's remained closed for years. I don't know. It used to be a veteran service uh, uh Co Man, that thing is huge. It looks like a castle. Oh, I know. Well, and then there was an interest in bringing it back in 2012, but I think it's just sitting there now. Like, I don't think anybody owns it or anything after, you know, <laughs> the murder happened. Um, So, some of the stuff that happens are, you know, there's been ghost sightings and paranormal activity. I mean, obviously. People come all over for tours, so yeah, I guess it's a tour thing now. I kind of forgot about that. Um, Ghost Adventures have been on it, you know, like Father said. And Travel <laughs> Channel really has visited. They've seen apparitions wandering the halls. Shadows they've seen were, like, warm and then cold. And then they've also seen shadows or, like, black masses appear and then disappear quickly. They hear moaning and screaming for help and other noises. Um, like, a fully farged... Farged? <laughs> <laughs> a fully farged... A fully charged camera or phone that they take in the, the jail, like, the, the tore it, will, like, just stop working. That's crazy. Chairs will literally move from across the room. 
and then doors open and slam <gasps> shut. People will feel like tugging on their clothes. Man, see, that's what would creep me out. And then <laughs> people get touched and pushed. <laughs> wow. Now, they can, I don't know if I want to be pushed or touched. They can do that tugging on my shirt. but. Well, and then the dungeon is apparently like the most active spot. Um, the hole. That's yeah. where you went when you was a bad People boy. that go there, like, come out and they run out of the building and they never come back. Like, you never hear from them again. Like, they're so petrified. Jeez. Uh, one person apparently got touched by, like, a ghost of, a, of the former sheriff or something. Or, like, inmates. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really creepy. The so. Licking County Jail. Yeah. For a minute, I thought you was trying to say Lincoln County, and I was like, it's Lincoln. You know, no, it's really Lincoln. Yeah, I don't... Lincoln. And I don't know why they said, like, why they named it that, because, like, nobody licks other people. No. But, 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 but. But that was a good one. I really like that one by the lake about that house. Summer that, Wind Mansion? Yes, oh, that house. Man, it's creepy. They had, like, a two-hour special on it. It was so much crap. Dang. But ever since that house has been there, well, you know, it's just been... Haunted her the whole damn time. Everyone's been cursed with that yes. house. Yes. So. Oh, well, I'm glad you kiddos enjoyed that. We almost made a stretch an hour for you. Yay, I don't yay. mind doing a lot of them little bitty ones like that. I try to find some good ones, some back thick ones, but sometimes it's good <laughs> to do them quickies. <laughs> they like them thick. <laughs> well. Okay, folks. Don't forget now we're on Spotify, Google Apple, Play. Google, Google, Stitcher. Um, uh, I think that's probably find us on anything. It seems like almost. Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, I keep saying it, but I'm really gonna try to get us on iHeart. I just keep forgetting to on the weekends. Because we get busy with other stuff. Yeah. But, but uh, you guys make sure to check out our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Yes. And if you need to email check us. out our yeah, send us an email. You can't really check out the email, yeah. but. But y'all get on Facebook, go like us. We want to get to know y'all and see where uh, all our all our people that follow us are from. That'd be pretty and cool. And you can always send us messages on Facebook. Oh, yes. You can send us messages on Facebook. You can send us uh, stories, like we said, anything. Anything. This has been Ghost Stories Told from the South. I am Stephen Booth, your host. And this is Lexi Booth, your co-host. And we hope you have a good evening. And don't be too scary when you go to bed. <laughs> <laughs>